What is going on, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, cats and dogs? I want to welcome you back to the Ryan Retro Show. And as always, I'm your host, Ryan. And um, it's uh, our special quarantine episode. And there's going to be a lot more of these, actually. Um, on the phone with me now because, you know, social distancing and uh, all that fun stuff. Uh, we don't have MJF on the phone, but we do have MFJ. Everybody say hello to the fabulous motherfucker Jay. What's going on, man? Yo, man, what's going on, brother? How's, how's it going over there? I'm doing, I'm doing good, man. I'm, 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 you know, we're all healthy here and uh, just trying to find stuff to uh, to not go completely insane. And full disclosure, motherfucker Jay was something that he came up with. So if anybody on the Twitter wants to yell at me for being an insensitive prick, that's totally Jay's idea. <laughs> I will I will back you 100% there, my friend. I love it. And you know what? Honestly, uh, I think that, that calls for a t-shirt. That should be your new persona, motherfucker Jay. Like, no matter where we go. Motherfucker Jay? I think I can do that. I think we may want to... May want to talk to some uh, t-shirt shops, and possibly like pro wrestling tees about that. I do have a pro wrestling tees store for my old show, so maybe I could, I could squeeze in a, a motherfucker J shirt. <laughs> so I think that I think that's a fantastic <laughs> idea. We can make up a little logo and uh, throw something up, you know. Oh, 100%. Throw something up there together and see how many sales we can get off of that. Any way, any way I can make <laughs> more money. Um. So man, so <laughs> this is crazy. So like, um. If anybody, you know, obviously you're listening now, people, uh, I hope, maybe, fingers crossed. Um, last episode was back in October, and I haven't really done much since then. You know, uh, at that point, I just came back from uh, being on vacation. I had a broken foot and bronchitis, and you were a witness. I had a little buggy uh, at my big boy job where we both work, uh, complete with streamers and a, uh, and a basket. So I was pretty uh, stylish yeah. there. Um, oh, I think, I think my friend, we had to get you. We had to get you the buggy because uh, a lot of us had witnessed the um, work of the crutches. Oh, and yeah. Yourself, and was that a good thing? I'm the most so. uncoordinated person in the world when it comes to crutches, and I am the biggest pussy in the world when it comes to that because. <laughs> Uh, I, I was complaining not of my broken foot, but because my armpits hurt because I didn't know how to use crutches correctly. Uh, so that was a while ago. And then, of course, you know you have the holidays after that. But that was like the last episode. You guys can go back and listen to the episode. Very pro wrestling heavy. Like today's show is going to be. Uh, it was it was an episode of my good friend Big Mo, professional wrestler. Uh, video game extraordinaire as well. Uh, you guys got to check him out on on Twitter, uh, Big Mo. I cannot remember his exact Twitter handle, but I'll put it in the description below because he's got some great uh, video game content as well and an awesome video game YouTube channel as well. So, um, but yeah, I tell you what, man. So then you have the the holidays and everything rolled around, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, uh, we can't go anywhere. Yeah, it, it's crazy, man. It's like we were at everything all going on good. Got through, like you said, holidays, Christmas, New Year's, everything. We even had like a nice little celebration of the Super Bowl. And then yeah. a few weeks later, boom, everything went to hell. It's crazy, man. Other than coronavirus or COVID-19 or deaths, asshole, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Yeah, man, it, it, it's complete horseshit. And uh, I mean, the, the most important thing is that, you know, people stay safe, of course. You know, I know we kind of joke about it, but at this point, you kind of really have to. Um, 
you know, everybody, a lot of people are working from home. A lot of people are uh, out of work, you know, so you, you want to definitely, uh, you know, send thoughts and all that to the people that are out of work, people that are sick and all that stuff. And, um, but you know, one of the reasons we're doing the podcast and there's 50 billion podcasts in the world is, you know, you got to do something to keep your mind off stuff and you got to do something to completely, uh, rearrange your life in a way because it's, this is almost in a way become the new normal and we don't know how long it's going to be. So, you know, might as well find something to, uh, to have some fun with. And of course, you know, with this, you know, we, we, uh, kind of get to interact too. You know, people are doing zoom calls, people are doing, uh, video chats and whatnot. But, uh, you know, I, I think nothing's the same as far as, um, doing face to face, you know, interactions with people, which is, um, something that I, you know, really, really miss, but this is definitely the next best thing. But, um, Absolutely. I, I 100% agree with you. And honestly, with talking about Zoom and video conferencing and stuff like that, I'm kind of hoping that something that our wonderful little big boy job does not get technology uh, friendly. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, because I don't really need to see all those people's faces. You know what I mean? No, it, it would, <laughs> it's literally going to be the saddest episode of Hollywood Squares if I have to see all those motherfuckers from work. Sorry. Exactly. Maybe I shouldn't say exactly. motherfuckers from work, but you know, all, all those people from work. A lot of hey, my people, I love you guys, but uh, I don't want to see you outside of work hours unless uh, unless it's planned on my end here. But I'm telling you, I'm thinking that's probably I I agree with you on that because I don't think I've shaved since I've been home. To be honest with you, and the only thing that I really have shaved was my head, and that was thanks to my that was thanks to my uh, wonderful little spouse who decided to give me a haircut, and I was very grateful for her on that. But the rest of it, no, pretty pretty, uh, pretty nasty, and no one really needs to see that. <laughs> I totally get it, man. <laughs> um, I, so I was out for, uh, I got a little sick. I didn't get, you know, the Rona, but, I, you know, we were taking precautions and all that. I was out for about three weeks, and before I came back, like, A, I forgot, like, what day it was. I think there was one day where it was, like, it was Tuesday, and I thought it was Thursday. And I completely screwed everything up. And, um, yeah, you get to a point where, um, you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm showering, yeah. but I'm not grooming my beard or anything. So that was, uh, that was definitely, a you know, a nice return to form, I guess. But, uh, right there, Jeff. <laughs> what have you, uh, what have you been, I, I obviously know you've been working from home, but as far as like entertainment stuff, I know you, we were kind of chatting earlier, you've been playing, uh, little bit of WWE 2K, which we have some news about this year coming up. Um, other than that, man, what have you been? Uh, what have you been watching? What have you been keeping up on to kind of just pass the time with everything? Honestly, I've been doing a lot of. I've been doing a lot of social media watching. I've been doing a lot of uh, Hulu, throwing up some Amazon Prime, throwing in some Netflix and stuff like that. Honestly, I've kind of been binge, binge watching a little bit of uh, old school stuff on the network, on WWE Network. Oh, yeah. So I was watching um, No Way Out from 2003 over the weekend oh, and good. just watching the uh, wonderful, and I will admit, wonderful heel turn on The Rock in that time frame of his Hollywood theme. And honestly, it's got to be his best gimmick for the ruthless aggression era because i've been watching that as well and that that turn just that swagger of him walking down to the ring and stuff during his entrance and just 
jawing back and forth with the audience. And it's just something that I kind of miss seeing with him, and I do miss like in that era as well. Yeah, dude. Did you watch? Um, you know, for, this is the official dive into pro wrestling talk, which is probably going to be the rest of the episode. But did you watch the um, documentary or like the uh, the series of the ruthless aggression era? I have gotten through the first. Um, I want to say the first three episodes. I just finished. I just finished Cena's episode. I haven't uh, watched them all, but I got through his and kind of interesting about that one is to see how much that everybody absolutely hated him when he first started. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, and you know what? I got to totally admit that, um, you know, for our pro wrestling friends out there, I'll, the attitude air, it, it's all, it's basically look through, it looked at through rose colored glasses or rose tinted glasses. I don't know what the analogy is, but everybody loves the attitude era. And, and then, you know, there's a lot of cool moments in the Attitude Era, but if I'm being completely honest with you, uh, the Ruthless Aggression Era, that was hands down my, my favorite time in, uh, in, in pro wrestling, just because it was, I don't know, maybe I just, it's because I have a lot of good memories from that time. Um, it was, well, I think in all honesty, it's the embodiment of the guys that are now handing down the torch to this current generations like the ricochets the andrades the drew mcintyres you still got orton around you still got cena somewhat around edge is still you know edge is now back and he's ready to pass the torch on to the next guy i mean you still got a lot of great guys from that era that are still around and ready to either help the younger talent coming in or just like i said pass the torch onto this younger talent yeah yeah absolutely and uh i mean you look i mean just like you said you you look at the the roster then and i i can say you know now that like i think when i was younger going through that i didn't really appreciate what we had at the time because you think about you look at just smackdown alone you had edge and benoit and guerrero uh, Angle, Mysterio, and all them, and then even the undercard was, was really good you know, with uh, you know uh, Haas and Benjamin and all them. And then you go over to Raw and you got Evolution, uh, you have Jericho and and Christian and all them. Of course, Edge that spanned from 2002 till about the end of 2000. I want to say six or seven was was great. Basically, then until a little bit before they went PG, because right before they went PG, they started getting a little corny with stuff. But uh, yeah. I think that the Attitude Era was great as far as uh, storylines and just outlandish stuff. You know, it was basically Jerry Springer is what it was. But then well, then you have the, the Ruthless Aggression Era, which you still kind of had those really outlandish storylines, but you had the in-ring product to really... Uh, grab onto you and and keep you interested. Well, it's because you had the guys that can, you got you had the guys that could work. You know, it's like back in the Attitude Era, you were gripped on McMahon and Austin. That was it was basically the draw at that point. It was them because you just didn't know what kind of crap Vince was going to do, and you didn't know what kind of stuff that Austin was going to do back to him. I mean, how many times can you watch Austin gumming with that Zamboni and rip apart Vince McMahon or uh, pour concrete into his freaking Corvette or just do, you know, any, the beer truck episode with 
yeah. uh, rock and corporation and stuff like that. It was just basically just like, holy shit, like you said, Jerry Springer TV. You didn't know what was going to happen next. And Ruthless Aggression, it's just like you had classic matches, if you just think about it. Matches Eddie Guerrero versus Mysterio at SummerSlam. Eddie Guerrero, Mysterio in that ladder match. All those things. Just some SmackDown matches alone. You, have, I mean, even when like most Guerreros were around with, like, like you said, against uh, Benjamin and Ha, you know, Haas and stuff like that. Those matches were literally classic matches. Exactly. Yeah, there's some really good stuff there. Um, so you made it through like the first, like, was just like first two episodes of the. Uh, uh, the Ruthless Aggression Era show. That's what yeah. it was. Yep. Yeah. I got to get to, um, I think I made, I made it to the evolution episode. I, I, I still haven't finished it yet. Uh, I tell you what I did get into watching as far as like pro wrestling stuff. Uh, of course you got, you know, you got your weekly shows, you got AEW, you got Raw and SmackDown and NXT and all that stuff. And we'll talk about those in a minute, but I really started watching that, uh, that dark side of the ring show. Have you checked any of that out at all? I have not checked it out yet. I really want to, and I'm kind of lucky happen that I'm off from my big boy job tomorrow, so I think I'm going to work a little bit of that into my night tonight and possibly into my day tomorrow. Yeah, man. I mean, it's a lot of it, and it's it really kind of shows, like, in a way, like, how sad the entertainment industry could be. And I say entertainment industry because it's not just pro wrestling, because you see this stuff in, in all different forms of media, you know, the you know, the, the rise and fall and, you know, sometimes eventual deaths and just really gnarly weird stuff in the industry. But it's just so interesting seeing the behind the scenes stuff, a lot of the stuff that we know of, but a lot of like the real details that they don't talk about in the quote unquote pro wrestling documentaries. So that, that's something that really kind of dove into, uh, that and Tiger King. (laughs) I don't know. Oh my God. Yeah. My, my uh, wife was watching Tiger King and I was trying to stay away from it as best as I could, but... Did you get hooked? Like, I, I unfortunately was watching quite a few episodes in a row with her, and I'm like, oh, man, I actually like this because I think I'm obviously a big, huge fan of train wraps, so... Exactly. Okay, like, I know this is not pro wrestling, but it's it's uh, almost in that, in, in that realm because it's so fucking off the wall. Uh, I kept hearing so much about this Tiger King show, and it was right when I was out of work at the very beginning. And I, this is like when I was kind of sick. And I'm like, well, there's nothing I can do other than really lay on the couch, right? So yeah. I, I put one episode on. No intentions of, I think the intention was, I'm going to put this on. I'm going to fall asleep. I'm just going to take a nap. I binged the whole damn season in one day. And then I was telling my wife about it. And I'm like, hey, you got to watch this. It's 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 fucking bonkers, you know? And we, we, we're kind of like the same way. We like watching that weird stuff. Like we watch that. She watches that bot show and she watches like the, uh, uh, like catfish and all that, which is just completely fucking crazy. So uh, I, I ended up watching Tiger King again with my wife and there was like shit on there that I guess I didn't catch the first time. And it's, it's so crazy. And, um, one thing I did find out about the, uh, the Tiger King guy, that Joe Exotic guy, is that he actually did do some commentary and he worked with an, uh, an offshoot of NWA in the Texas area. And they actually used his zoo as a venue. So there is a little bit of a pro wrestling tie there, which is completely is insane. Really? I swear to God. I did not know that. I that think- is kind of weird and uh, kind of intriguing at the same time. 
Yeah, like if, <laughs> if you go to, I mean, if you go to like YouTube or something like that, and you just Google, uh, you know, Joe Exotic Pro Wrestling or something like that, they they literally will have it on there. I can't remember the exact show or the exact promotion because NWA they had so many small independent promotions, and it 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 spiraled, you know, all other all all different locations in the United States and, and, and beyond. And this is one, it was like a small territory in Texas. And they, I, I guess they ended up using his, uh, his zoo. They were doing fireworks and stuff. It was, it was the most carny shit you'd ever seen in your life. And that's no disrespect to my pro wrestling friends. It's just, uh, carny <laughs> is carny when you either. see it. What's that? Or the carnies either. <laughs> oh yeah. No, well, yeah, no disrespect to carnies, I guess. Oh That's man! Crazy, man. So I you did been... not know that. Yeah, dude, it's it's nuts, man. I've been trying to. Um, I mean, I watched that thing twice, and that's twice is two times too many. But uh, yeah, man, I've been I've been trying to like hit up stuff on like uh, on uh, Hulu. You know, we've been deep diving into uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, we checked out. Uh, you ever hear that show, Shit's Creek? Yes. Yeah, we we finished that one the other day, and uh, I mean. Between that and oh, and you know another show too. Uh, as I, I started on, uh, it's actually on uh, on uh, Amazon Prime. It's uh, the Hunters. Have you checked that one out yet? I actually saw a trailer for it, and I was a little um, interested in it, so I think I was going to check out an episode or so. Yeah, no, dude, it looks. We we started the one episode. It was really good. We got to get back to it, but. It's uh, it's it's real intense. It's like I don't know if you've seen the boys from Amazon. It's like the uh, basically the Justice League on crack, and and it's it's yeah. it's basically it's as as intense as that show, uh, but of course it's grounded in reality, which was you know kind of cool. You know, it's definitely a good watch, and it, you know any kind of history buffs. It's based out of uh, World War Two. You know, these people are hunting these Nazis. You know. Uh, after the world war and after everything is shut down, these Nazis are operating, uh, underground. So these got like this team, uh, of hunters, you know, and they're, uh, they're going after a Nazi. So it's kind of cool. looks, it looks like a real interesting watch. Going to keep doing that. And, uh, of course, video games, video games has been keeping me completely from going insane. Uh, what have you been playing, man? I've been playing, as we were talking about a little bit, we'll get into a little bit more in a little bit here. Uh, 2K, um, I was playing some Madden 19, or I should say Madden 20, I should say. I've been playing that. Honestly, I've been doing a lot of roster updates with Madden 20 because a free agency is still very much in play. So yeah. I've been doing a lot of changing on that. And then, um, actually, pretty much that's kind of been about it. I was playing... Um, so Lego Avengers on PS4 with my littlest one. So he's been kicking my ass in that shit, which has been funny. <laughs> and he kicked my ass in, uh, he's been kicking my ass literally in 2K20 since I've let him play and created his own profile on PS4, which Holy was shit. a horrible, horrible mistake for a five and a half year old. <laughs> I mean, just don't, just don't let him play Grand Theft Auto. I think, I think it will be all right. You know, or, or do, or do. I encourage all forms of entertainment, even if it's pixelized boobies, I guess. Honestly, he's played, he's seen me play a little bit, and when we're up in the mountains as Franklin in our house, and you come flying out, his first instinct is to jump on the motorcycle and just fly off, 
fly off the mountain. So that's what he wants me to do, and I do it, and then I die. Do that, 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 that's some stuff. I mean, sometimes it's a suspension of reality, and, and, and it's, you know, all in all, at the end of the day, it's a distraction, which is what we all need at this point. Uh, but you mentioned 2K20, and I, I've been, I'm a loyal WWE video game uh, player, purchaser. You know, I play it like crazy. I, I download, create, update, you know, update my rosters and all that. I know you just sent me your updated roster today, which is pretty badass. And um, I'm going to be honest yeah, with you. I, Go ahead. I worked, I worked on that a little bit. Gave me a little bit of a uh, little bit of time this weekend, and I was trying to figure out the best thing that the best fit for myself and what I wanted to see, oh, possibly in the product going forward. So, except for my retro characters and stuff like that, that I kind of brought back to life a little bit. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I am. Uh, I'm intrigued about it, so I'm putting it to use, and I'm going to see what I can do with it. That's some good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I mean, China's in my universe, so I mean, it's. It is what it is, man. I mean, I paid for you know paid the downloader, so I might as well use it, right? Exactly. That's my that's my philosophy. Yeah, yeah, man. Hey, before we get into two uh, K twenty talk and two K talk, uh, real quickly, man, what do you think of WrestleMania this year? WrestleMania was very uh, very different. It was um, I don't like the fact, and me and another. Uh, 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 cast member were talking about it and we were not cool with the we were cool with the Alexa Bliss Nikki Cross versus Kabuki Warriors match but they got a really shitty reaction because they got placed on first yeah but the match itself was actually pretty good they they did a lot of good work obviously the um, editing and the trucks because they were pre-taped uh, definitely helped but the match itself was solid I gave it a solid like B plus um but yeah, they got shit on because they went first. That's the problem with was that like know, on the two nights. Was that in, was that like on Twitter? Like were people shitting on it on Twitter? Yeah, I was I was watching some Twitter reactions and comments and stuff, and people are like, they had to open it with this match, and it's like the match is kind of solid. You really need to go back and rewatch it because they put on some pretty good work, you know. And I, and there was the length too, because I think they went about almost twenty minutes, maybe even if they went a little bit longer. Um, I didn't really time it. I didn't look back on the sheets and stuff to see exactly how long the match was, but it did seem pretty lengthy for a opening WrestleMania match, especially for you know for the women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But honestly, like I said, I thought the match was solid. They just got negative reactions because they were on first. Did you like the? Uh, I I think we we all agree that the Boneyard match exceeded expectations. Oh, absolutely. 100%. I mean, the editing on it obviously show that Undertaker probably is still a little bit more agile than he actually is. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the graphics behind it, the whole entire setup itself, the directing of it, and just some of the spots that they were doing, it was perfect. Yeah, I mean, in a way, they made a short, like, 80s horror movie. You know, it was, there was some, some campiness some corniness, but it was, it was cool seeing Undertaker in that badass light again. Uh, no pun intended. I know he came back as the American badass. I really like that look, by the way. I hope he keeps this whole look going. But, uh, one of the podcasts I listened to, uh, pro wrestling podcast, they made a really good point. And, uh, they basically said with these type of matches, you've kind of extended this guy's career for like another five years. Cause you can, 
you can do these matches, these these cinematic matches with him, uh, because you can you know do like short takes. You can you can reshoot stuff if you need to, add in any kind of effects, and you know as long as it's done like once a year. I, I hope it's just not something. I hope I want to see more of it. You know that, and you got the Firefly Fun, Fun Firefly Funhouse match, which we'll talk about. But I, I want to see more of these, but I don't want to see them very regularly. If it's kind of like a once-a-year thing with certain characters, like we might get that Undertaker-Sting match. It just might be a weird Boneyard match. I would be a perfect. I would be a fan of that because, like you said, Undertaker, they extended him by doing these matches this way. They've extended him five, you know, five, six years or so. And... His new gimmick, which I think he's actually dubbed it the Holy Trinity, if I'm not mistaken, or the Unholy Trinity. Yeah, yeah, I still don't understand what that is. Of, he, he said, I, I read some dirt sheet that said he's based it off of um, his true Undertaker gimmick, his badass, American badass gimmick, and then his actual uh, Mark Calloway himself. So that's he's the new, that's like his new gimmick, his new character then. Like yeah, of, it's like it's all three of the characters combined. He's brought in his personal life and his two gimmicks, and he's just made one whole new character out of himself. Oh, that's kind of cool. I like that. Yeah, man, I I enjoyed it. It was one of those things where I actually watched it back with my wife, and and she doesn't, she's not a, a wrestling fan at all, and she kind of poked fun at it. But then you know, at the end, um, she's like, yeah, it was kind of cool how they did that, you know. And yeah, like uh, you said, the corny. Oh God. Oh no, I was gonna say for for someone like. You know, in particular, my wife, who who has zero interest in professional wrestling at all, to to you know, not only sit there and watch it with me, and you know, yeah, of course, laugh at certain things. She was just laughing at like the hokiness, you know, of, like the Undertaker, you know, because she, she's like, "Was well, this guy a zombie?" You know, or and uh, but at the end, she's like, "Yeah, it was kind of cool." Well, that and the fact that, you know, like you said, with some of the corniness, um, how about? the simple fact that he possibly killed Anderson and Gallows. Um, I mean, the fact that he just, like, threw in, threw Gallows, like, right off a roof. <laughs> and then Anderson just got, like, tombstone right on top of the roof. And, well, and, he, like, and he got incinerated okay. because because he uh, set the roof on fire. Before oh, yeah, he... that too. So, witness, so witness three murders. And then it's like, he throws AJ, like, just off. And it's like, all right, so we're not going to see those guys for a while. Exactly. <laughs> I, I want the, the next the next appearance of, of uh, Anderson and Gallows. I want Gallows to be in, like, a full, like, Looney Tunes uh, full body cast. And oh, yeah. I want uh, I want Anderson to come out just covered in charcoal, like just covered in like soot. And I think that would be <laughs> just just to uh, just to pop me personally. But uh, I know they're not going to do that. But what do you think of that? Uh, the Bray Wyatt, John Cena, freaking the mind fuck match, basically. I think I'm still mind fucked about that match. <laughs> I don't think I've really gotten over it yet. It's I, I watch it back and I'm like. I'm, I'm just kind of, I want to harm myself, if I'm being honest, because I don't know exactly what I watched, and it's just, could you not let, could you not, like, cut John Cena's hair just for, like, one one match or oh, one thing? Yeah. It's like, why do we have to have, it's like, this John Cena version, and, and you're going back in time, but he's got 
the John Cena corporate 2020 haircut. He's got the stepdad hair. Yes, it's like the stepdad that, you know, wants to, it's just like sits by you and it's just a little inappropriate every once in a while. And, exactly. you know, as if you're a stepdaughter and he just like, he plays around with you and he was like, hey, how's things going? And he just puts his hand on your knee and he just lets it linger there a little Oh, too Jesus much. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. But uh, yeah, dude. So did you read like the the breakdown of the match like what there was somebody on twitter and i could probably find it and they broke down like what segment like each what each segment actually meant and how it was based in control and basically in a way cena burying himself and acknowledging the fact that like he was overprivileged and uh overhyped and that stuff oh yeah and i noticed it like i think i really started to pay attention to it more when he when bray wyatt came out as Eric Bischoff and then he had himself um, Cena come out basically as NWO Hogan. Oh my God. I love it. And I'm like, and I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, this is just him telling John Cena. Like, this is now who you become. Like you are Hollywood Hogan of 96 through when they folded basically 2001. And it's like, this is who you are now. You're burying all the younger guys behind you. I know, dude. Yeah, no, it was really, it was cool. Like, it was really, it, for me personally, like, it was pretty cringy when I was watching it live because I really didn't understand. What, like, I, I got a lot of the references, but I didn't really know where they were going. And then the next day I read the breakdown and I'm like, oh my God, is there, Bray Wyatt's a freaking genius. <laughs> like, because I guess, like, he, like, was, uh, had complete creative control over each segment pretty much. And, yeah, uh, like him and Cena like produced it basically. Yeah, and it was just like, oh my god! I'm like, it was real cool. And then when you go watch it back, and you're like, oh okay, I get what they're doing with this. And it's even like taking like digs at Cena personally too, and and for mm-hmm. him to kind of uh, be a good sport and acknowledge that for the sake of entertainment is is uh, something you can definitely applaud the guy for. I don't know about you, but I was like kind of hoping for at one point during that match, like when I noticed that he was like starting to bury, I wanted to see like the um, the first appearance of Bray Wyatt bringing out Sister Abigail, but I wanted Sister Abigail to be dressed like Nikki Bella. Oh, that would have been cool, yeah. <laughs> or you could have had a cameo from Nikki Bella too. That would have been something too. That would have been cool too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty fun. I mean, and then the other matches of Mania, they were good matches. I think like the the ladder match was really good. The, oh, the ladder match was great. Yeah, yeah. Edge and people kind of shit on Edge and Orton for being too long, but I I didn't really mind it too much. It definitely was a long street fight or last man standing match, yeah. but uh, the story was great. And for people to complain it was too long, I mean, Edge hasn't wrestled in eleven years or nine years or something like that. You know, I'm, I'm happy to see him back. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take every moment I can. It was good. And, uh, edges acting chops really came in at the end. So that was, uh, that was some good stuff. The, uh, best part of that, best part of that match was almost like right in the beginning when they first went into the, um, went into the gym, into the weight room. And then at one point edge took like a 45 pound weight and just threw it in order. Oh my god! I need to watch that back then. Like, I guess I missed that I'm part. Like, if he's not dead, like he's gonna have some 
and good on Orton for selling it basically through the whole entire match. Like he was sitting there the whole entire time, like working on his ribs and stuff, and he's just like, oh, like you can like, yeah. hear him selling it really well. Yeah, no, it was it was definitely good, and uh, you know these two guys, you know, they're definitely good storytellers as far as you know how they how they operate in the ring, and especially with Edge, you know, having to in a way modify his his style. Uh, that's definitely the best way to go. I, I think you'll see. I, I know Edge signed a. Uh, I think it's a three year contract. Of course, it's gonna be part time. I could see him coming back around SummerSlam. Uh, I'd like to. I, I don't know where he would go from here, but. I feel like this whole Orton Edge thing is is done. It was like a nice uh, cap on their whole story, and um, I don't care if it went a little long. The only thing that really sucked in that match was not really the match itself. It was the commentators was just the the announcing was just abysmal. It, oh yeah, the, it was also it was so non-existent, and it's like you take this one. And then let's see you go. Remember halftime heat when they did the uh, the empty arena match in like '99, Rock and Mankind. Oh, yeah, Rock and Mankind, yeah. Yeah, yep. you you had Jr. and then you had actually Vince McMahon too on commentary at the time, and it's the same thing. They did the same type of match. I think it was about thirty minutes because it was the whole halftime, and they went all around the arena just like this empty arena. But the commentary, it, you know, they hyped everything up. Everything was. Everything meant something, but you know who did you have? You had a uh, uh, was it? Uh, I know it was Byron and what, Tom Phillips. Is that the other guy? Who was? I doing? think so. Yeah, I think it was Phillips and, and Byron Saxton. Yeah, and they're like whispering and shit, and I'm like, what are you? It's like it's not a secret. Like, what are you whispering on commentary? Like, these guys are beating the shit out of each other, and you're just like, oh, oh, that 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 looked that looked bad. It's like it's not golf, asshole. Right, exactly. Oh, good God, that was the only thing I, that I really hated. I'm like, oh my God, this this. If you turn off the sound, or if you can like, you know, not not have the commentary on, then it, it was all right. Um, and then of yeah, course you had, yeah, we had Bill Goldberg and and uh, Strowman, and then the uh, uh, Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar match. It was going to be short, just like we thought. I think the right guys won in that situation. So um, well, I think so too because it's like you had nothing left for Goldberg to do. You know, it's like you knew Goldberg was dropping the strap no matter what at WrestleMania, whether it was going to be to Roman if he was going to be clear or if he, you know, if he was going to be allowed to wrestle, which obviously he's he pulled himself out for the foreseeable future, which makes sense. Um, so with with all that. behind us, my thing is, it's like how do you not? Um, if you're Vince McMahon, how do you not tell him to go home right away? Why does he have to tell you to that I'm going home? And, yeah, you know, that's... It's like you're basically treating him now like a cancer and saying, like, oh, you're not going to wrestle at WrestleMania. We're going to put all kinds of shit on you. It's like, um, but the guy does have leukemia and he's susceptible. So yes, please send him home so he doesn't die. Exactly. And I think like, the thing is we knew about it, you know, if, if you read like the dirt sheets and stuff like that, we knew that it wasn't going to be Roman and Goldberg. And the fact that they waited till the, the Friday night before to make the announcement, but they, they just made an announcement as the laziest way possible. Like you could have done something, you know, you could have done, uh, you could have done anything. Yeah, you could have literally done like a like a parking lot thing, 
uh, and then you just see like Roman beat up in the parking lot, and you know what you got? You got a storyline between now. It kind of like the who hit Austin thing, but it was yeah. a way way to get him off, and you didn't have to have him in a match or him say anything or do anything. You could have been like, all right, cool, we're gonna do a, a face to face with Goldberg and and Roman. And you got Goldberg in the ring, and then they play Roman's music. He doesn't come out. They play it again. He doesn't come out, and then you show like the cameras in the back, and he's like laying out. And then you write them off TV for a little while. So now you have the replacement in Strowman. And now you have this storyline kind of in the background while Roman is out, you know, being safe. And then once everything comes back, you know, that'd be kind of a cool thing. You have like Roman trying to figure out who took him out. And then you can kind of, you know, in a way, it would be a perfect opportunity to build up a new star at that point. You know, let's say it's like a, like Alistair Black or like a, like an Apollo Cruz or somebody, you know? That would have been a great opportunity, but that would require logic and thinking and planning, which WWE does not like to uh, break from their formula. Exactly. I mean, we could, like, instead of this could have been played out a month or a year later, like they did when they reveal Rowan as the guy that attacked um, Roman last year. And it's just like you could have done the same exact thing, but it could have been Strowman and then. Once Roman's cleared in a few months, he could have come back and been the monster big guy coming back in and taking out the huge monster, now universal champion eel that Braun Strowman truly should be. Yeah, yeah. Instead of this loving character that people are just not really on board with and probably going to get taken out by the fiend in a few months. Oh, well, I mean, I'll be okay with that. Honestly, <laughs> that's fine with me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I, I enjoyed mania for what it was, you know, especially cause you know, it's something I look to look forward to every year. And I know this year sucked just for the fact that we couldn't all be together. So it was that, that was a little rough, but you know, for something to watch for a couple days, um, it was good. There was too many matches. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, well, let me ask you one more thing before we go and uh, talk about 2K here. Do you like the two-day the the two day format? Or do you, like, because the, I'll tell you the one thing I do like about it is that it was over each night by, like, 10 o'clock. Yeah, I mean, that's the cool part about it. Um, if they would have had the uh, matches drawn out correctly in regards to format, it probably would have been a little bit better. Yeah. Um, and that's just because of, it could have probably started Saturday more with um, Rollins and Owens because of that. Um, um, Owens jumping off the WrestleMania sign probably yeah. would have made everybody a little bit more intrigued for the rest of the night. Yeah, that was, that was fucking crazy. You know, instead of having basically like bliss and, uh, Nikki on with the Kabuki Warriors first. And then I think, I don't even remember what we went into after that point. No. And, um, and I'll tell you what, there's probably, honestly, how much do you want to bet that that was the, the format that they had ready to go for Tampa and they just didn't change it? You know, my whole, my, my thought is on that. If that, if that would have been the case, shame on them because you would have had like 70, 80,000 some people. In the Pirate State, in the Raymond James Stadium, probably booing that match. Exactly. Yeah, I just have a feeling that that's what they would have done. You know. Uh, yeah, and then those poor girls would have been like, 
we just put on this great match, and now we're getting shit on because we're on first instead of something that somebody really would have wanted to see. Either that or do it like, I'm trying to think like... Um, I would have opened with the ladder match, personally. Either open with a ladder match or open with, like, they did in uh, Miami, WrestleMania 28, when they had Sheamus and Daniel Bryan, and Sheamus dropping off in, like, that six-second or ten-second win. Yeah. Like, you could have done that with Strowman and Goldberg. Like, you could have had Goldberg come out, Strowman come out, the Spears, and then the Power Slams match over, boom, fans are happy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would have been, you know, kind of like oh, what they did with Rollins. Yeah. They, well, they did that with Rollins and... uh. And, uh, well, it was the last one last year. Yeah, and, and it popped everybody. You know, it was exactly, it was yeah. something because yeah, I, I I like that way. I like that way better actually. Yeah, man, it was it was all right. I don't know if they're gonna do the two night thing again. I, I think it was a way to kind of cope with everything going on now. Maybe it was a social dis- distancing thing. That way they could kind of break up the uh, the tapings and the matches. But I don't know. It remains to be seen. I, I really I've heard that this year's SummerSlam is gonna basically be our WrestleMania. It's gonna be. Uh, really big you know they're gonna go all out for SummerSlam which I think they should and um, I'm looking forward to it because you're gonna have the Hall of Fame probably two nights before probably on that Friday and then you're gonna have a takeover the night before on Saturday so yeah I mean why not make it now your biggest show you always you already call it the biggest show of the summer so let's see it you know yeah man yeah you know God willing everything's you know, back to normal by then. You know, that's oh, I'm, I'm yeah. being uh being as positive as as I absolutely can. Uh, let's switch gears, man. We're still talking about wrestling, man, but let's talk about WWE 2K. So it is uh, very well known that uh, 2K20 has uh, has had its share of, if you would call them, hiccups since launch. Uh, everything from crashes to in-game glitches to hit detection to you know graphic downgrades you name it and there have been patches and sometimes the patches are fine sometimes the patches make the game crash even more and uh, we've kind of coped with it i personally i i play 2k19 more than i play 2k20 same thing with nba 2k19 i don't know if you play the nba games but nba 2k20 i i downloaded it on uh Xbox Game Pass because it's one of the free games this month, and uh-huh. the graphic downgrades are very apparent, and it's really it's kind of a shitty game to be honest with you. So I think like 2K all around kind of dropped the ball with, with a couple of their big titles this year, but in particular WWE 2K20, uh, just really poor reviews. You know, if you notice right after it went on sale almost immediately, uh, all the way down to like you could buy the game for like twenty bucks at one point, and uh, that's. That's just crazy for a new, you know, a new game and a new game that that normally comes out. You know, it's a, it's a yearly game. It's like Madden, you know, for wrestling fans. And yeah, uh, absolutely. I don't know, man. My, my my whole thoughts on this. Sorry to cut you off there, man. Mm-hmm. Is two K twenty should have never come out, or it should have been delayed and came out after Christmas because you have the opportunity to have such a great game because there's been so much good talent that has debuted. Granted, they got the scene in there, but they could have done better with that. You dropped off. You don't have Walter in the game. You don't have any of Imperium with them in the game. You've missed a lot of characters that should have been in the game. 
Like you have, and I'm just gonna just gonna rattle them off here. You've got some legends in the game that just kind of need to go away. You've got um, Andre the Giant in the game for no apparent reason. You've got Piper in the game. You've got Jim the Animal Nightheart, which I understand that one a little bit because of the fact he went involved in year four. I get that one a little bit more, but Jake the Snake Roberts in the game. For what reason? Exactly. You know, you could have taken some of these spots and you could have given them to somebody else. Thankfully, we've got Mankind in the game, but we don't have Love and Cactus Jack taking up three different spots. Yeah, and we got like three different versions of The Rock. This this is my thing, that you have... I know the whole theme this year was the women's evolution thing, but I don't need six different slots for six different versions of Bailey or Sasha Banks. You can have one slot, you know, and you could do like different, you know, uh, character skins or, 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 uh, um, outfit updates and stuff like that. You know? Exactly. If you look at one of the, if you look at one of the characters in there alone, um, regards to year version of, that person, you don't need a Bailey from 2015, 16, 17, and then current. If you look at it, um, the one that's in there, Carmella. Carmella has her old now hair color. And then if you click on her and you actually play her, you can just click, you can just click her original gimmick from when she was in NXT. She doesn't have a, she doesn't have a separate spot. Oh man. Yeah, man. It's just, uh, I feel that the the two K games have have kind of declined. oh they've absolutely declined. Two K nineteen I want to say is probably one of my favorites on the you know current gen. I had eighteen for a while, but I think nineteen kind of got a lot of stuff right. And um, I mean, dude, I was playing. I mean, I played these. I, I'm I'm a, like a no mercy guy. You know, I played back. You know, when we oh, had yeah. the, the shitty sure. uh, raw on Super Nintendo. So I mean, I. I'm definitely loyal, and I've definitely played my share of pro wrestling games, and I, a lot of them I still have. But uh, you, you know, I know you alluded to it before. You want to talk about the uh, the 2K21 news? Yeah, 2K21 is officially, according to Dirt Sheets, is officially canceled, and it looks like they are going to be um, doing a different format for the game with a different developer, from what I'm seeing here. Yeah, so I guess for what they said is the, the guy that announced it, I can't remember. I think you you found his name. Um, I'm trying to go back to it right here. But he was, uh, and I watched the video too. He was one of the writers and developers on the SmackDown vs. Raw series, and he did like the Road to WrestleMania, like the story mode, like the original story modes, you know? Um, not the whole, we're going to yes. patch in audio clips from stuff you've already seen and make you play through it. And he... You know, he had a lot of the inside news. He talked about a lot of stuff, you know, when 2K was having trouble when uh, Ukes left. And it was just visual concepts and um, and 2K working on the, the current version of the game. And he did mention that, uh, you know, it's canceled or, or, or 90% sure it's canceled, which it, it has to be, seriously. Because uh, at this point, they're not making any money off of it, too. I mean, with the, even without the global pandemic thing, they they weren't making money off this game. And, uh, I mean, you and I, we know we, we both got suckered in. We bought it. <laughs> you know, they got my money. Yes. And I make the best. That's true. <laughs> but you know, what, you know what's actually funny about that is that I actually ended up getting my money back because I still have the game. 
Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, because PlayStation was. Uh... I did get PlayStation to refund me my money, and I'm still playing the game. And I mean, I enjoy it just because of the fact that I can do. You know, it's like I don't have to create like everybody and stuff, and I like the newer characters and stuff like that behind it. But then, as I get into it more and more and more, and I'm like, oh man, this really does suck. Because, like you're saying, it does it does go at the graphics standpoint where 2K19, you've got the grayish silver background, and you're going now scrolling across the top to everything where. 2K20, you're literally just going up and down on the format like you've been doing since, what, probably SmackDown versus Raw, the original? Yeah, yeah, and it's, like, I, we, we talked about it, like, off, you know, off the air when you were giving me your updated roster, and I was like, yeah, I think I'm gonna do, like, a, like, universe mode and put it on YouTube and stuff like that just to, you know, have some fun, and, like, primarily, I'd be using 2K19, but I might, like, splice some stuff in. Like, if I want to use The Fiend or if I want to use, like, one of those wacky backgrounds, you know, those, like, the yeah. Boneyard match or something like that, I would use it for that. But, I mean, I'm going to use an example right now. So, on 2K20, you have one of my favorite uh, wrestlers now. Uh, you got Rhea Ripley, right? And you got her moves, you got the, the music and the entrance, but her game model looks... Horrible. It looks horrible, but the version that I downloaded from Community Creations on 2K19 is perfect. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like, in my head, I'm like, well, I'm like, if I could just, you know, get over the fact that I'm not going to have the exact entrance and the, the music and lighting, I'm like, I think I'm all right. You know? it's uh, It yeah. sucks, man. But yeah, like you mentioned, they're going to be doing a, uh, a different game this year. They're going to be releasing a different type of WWE game. Personally... I really hope... Do you remember WWE All-Stars? Vaguely. It was, like, really... It was, like, arcade. Like, they, they look, like, very cartoonish. It was, like, over the top. Uh, I think it came out in, like, 2010 or 2011. And uh, it, it's basically... It's a wrestling game, but it was almost like Mortal Kombat in a way. But just okay. wacky. But, I remember that, yeah. I mean, I'd be okay with something like that. Like, something that's, like, not a simulation-based game. Because I don't think that's what they're doing. Uh, I hope they don't do like a, I don't know, like a Candy Crush or something weird like that, or I don't know what's the big thing I now. Like what they do with this, like do, with this uh, WWE Supercard thing that they're doing. Oh fuck! I, I you know those are really popular. I just can't get into them though. I'm not. More than that, um, I'm trying to think what else that they do. They do that um, Fortnite. <sighs> what are you doing? Are you doing? Something, uh, something I don't remember exactly what it is. To be honest with you. Yeah, man, but uh, yeah, two K twenty one canceled. I think it needs to be. I'm actually okay with that. Um, my, whole, my whole thing is, it's like if I'm WWE, I'm going to go back and forth with a new developer because Ux is still around, right? Or did they completely fold? They folded. So no, no, no. Actually, no, they didn't fold. They left two K. That's the whole reason. So two K had to do two K twenty on their own. So what the story goes is that Ukes and was the developer like forever, like since like the old SmackDown games. Right. And their last game that they did was 2K19. So they put everything they could into 2K19. That's why 2K19 is like a really good game, you know? Yeah, they left sure. there's like contract shit or, or something like that. And then you have the developer Visual Concepts that's a, a division of 2K. And then 2K making 2K20, and they're using... They don't have, like, the the build. They don't have the coding or everything. So they're, they're basically building... From what I heard, 
they built 2K20 off of a basically a, a skeleton or a prototype of 2K18 because people were going into the files of 2K20 and you can find 2K18 files in there. Okay, I did thought I remember hearing something about that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how to do all that, but I mean, I've, I've read it. Like, you can go in there and you can see, like, uh, like Rob Van Dam files in there, who was, like, DLC for 2K18, who's clearly not on 2K19 or 20. So right. they, they definitely should have, honestly, they should have just taken the year off. If anything, do, like, what Madden does and just do, like, a roster update. I would be perfectly fine with that because 2K19 would have been would be great if you just did a roster update. You brought in the Fiend, you brought in a couple other people. I don't even honestly know besides the Fiend who knew that they brought in. They brought um, so in. The game wasn't in 2000. Wasn't in 2K19. Yeah, it was like a couple, a couple like UK people, but that was it, really. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, so I'm thinking, yeah, I'm like Humbert, like Humberto Carrillo or something, and it's like you don't even have correct versions of these people anymore. Like oh, Yo yeah. Shrine in the game is completely outdated. Yeah, you know, and it's like it wasn't even like before she even turned heel. Like you still had her wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, even like the the DLC, right? So like the pre order stuff is the only stuff. I'm kind of mad that I bought like the uh, collector's edition. Or the uh, the deluxe edition to get all the DLC because really I should have just done the pre order because the pre order was just the fiend and then you get like the the Hogan and Rock and uh, Mankind and China all this other DLC it was like I don't want to play as as robot Johnny Gargano or or like eighties version of Charlotte like I don't give a shit about that <laughs> right exactly like uh, I, I played through them once and I didn't give a shit after that. The only cool thing that I like about the 80s version or the Southpaw regional wrestling version of that is that I use the arena, um, basically the, what, what do we say, the um, WCW version of their of their um, club arena. Oh, the spring break, yeah. <laughs> with the... the spring break arena. I use that for Bash at the Beach for AEW, my AEW roster. See, that's cool. Yeah, honestly, okay. That is fine. You can't change anything on it, but you can still use it. But I wish, I, you know, I wish I would have been smarter with it because that would probably have been one of the only DLCs I would have bought. I would just spend like 10 bucks instead of spending 80 bucks on the game, you know? Yeah, but uh, I mean, you know, you I mean, live. That, you part's, learn. that part's kind of cool. I use I use that. It's like can't throw them into the pool or anything like that. But I mean, you can still kind of get a little nostalgia of you know using a saying it's Bash at the Beach, even though it's got nothing on there. It says Bash, Bash at the Beach or AEW or even WCW or anything like that. But you can still feel a little nostalgia about it because you got the pool underneath you. Yeah, yeah, that that part is kind of cool. Um, I mean, are you, are you cool though with him canceling it? I mean, I am. Honestly, I'm perfectly fine with it being canceled as long as we get something WWE, or even if we don't get something WWE, if we get an AEW game. Oh, holy shit! I would be yeah. Cool with that because if they just wait and they bring out bring the guns blazing for 2K, or possibly even if they're gone from 2K, maybe they just work with Ukes and go back to Ukes and then somebody else like takes it over. 
to create the games. Like now we can go back to like SmackDown versus Raw because seeing that we're basically in a brand split anyway. Yeah. Go back to that kind of version and then just say, hell, we're going to wait. We're just going to put it all on hold. We'll come back to 2022, but we're going on next gen. We're going to PS5 and whatever the new Xbox is going to be called. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what I would absolutely love for them to do here, and I think a lot of people would love this, is the big thing now I've been seeing is like you have remastered versions of these older games. What if you... Cause you can do this. It's a different type of version. It's an arcade version, and the graphics can be a little bit downgraded. What if you remastered No Mercy with an updated roster? Oh my god, that would be fantastic! Like holy shit, because it's because it's an arcade based game. It's not a simulation, and people love that uh, that that uh, that engine and how you know how everything works and. I don't know if you've seen, but a lot of people, like, you can download, people have literally made their own versions of of the No Mercy, the uh, the Aki roster, or the Aki yeah. uh, game engine. Like, holy shit, like, if they're just like, cool, uh, WWE No Mercy remastered, and then it's like, you can have your legends on there, and but then a majority is like, No Mercy versions of, of, uh, you know, your current roster and then you can do roster updates and DLC for that. And I think that would, that would be mind blowing. And you do the same thing. You do like the, the, uh, you know, go for a title and then you have like the different story, like the branching storylines and all that. I mean, if they can do that back in the day for, for Nintendo 64, Jesus Christ, they can do it now on a PlayStation five or an Xbox. Absolutely. That would be, I would be totally down with that. That would be sweet as shit. Thank you something like that off. Makes me want to get, get the uh, Nintendo 64 out of here in a minute. But, uh, yeah, man, that's <laughs> it's crazy. I know there's that, and then um, I'm trying to think of any other wrestling news. I know there's a, there's a wrestling news all over the place, but I know we want to wrap the show up here in a little bit. Um, what? Well, happened- I'm just trying to think about AEW. How about the fact that AEW, even though I know that they've taped a few weeks out, that they still have wrestlers out at ringside, and they're not anywhere near social distancing apart. I mean, they're like literally standing there right next to each other. Yeah. And you read my mind with that. So like, I like the fact that they, I believe they taped all the way through the middle of May because double or nothing is supposed to take place at the end of May, which that's kind of in jeopardy now. But I like how they moved it. First of all, when they were doing the empty stadium, it was still cool, you know, because they're the ones that did the camera facing the hard camera facing the entrance first. So that was, they were smart with that. They were smart with, like you're saying, having a few people ringside to kind of just make some noise. And the thing is with AEW, the the difference between them and the WWE is that AEW, they don't take themselves too seriously. Even though they are more sports-based, they're not, it's not like, WWE's more, I kind of look at AEW as like, um, like an indie band, you know, that, you know, that's, a very well produced indie band, and then the WWE is like Disneyland, you know. Well, AEW is more—they're just more based as a wrestling promotion, where WWE is based strictly just on solely on entertainment. Yeah, and they're stuck in their ways, you know. Unfortunately, exactly. That's they, the problem with Vince: is that Vince is stuck in his ways. You're not going to get anything product different until he is completely off 
control. He's off the mics in the back. He's not in anybody's ear telling him what to say and what to do. It's like you can tell that AEW is strictly based off Cody Rhodes and all, you know, basically the elite doing all the um, broadcasting and all the producing, I should say, and and that's and that type of stuff. Like they're the ones that are basically back there saying, "This is what we're going to do. This is what you want to say." Chris Jericho on commentary, as you watched last week, is freaking gold. He's going to be on again tomorrow. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Him and, him and Tony Schiavone honestly work really well together, and I'm kind of glad that they got Schiavone on and Jr. at home because That's Jr. Funny. sometimes is just like, well, we've seen it with their last pay per view with the shit that comes out of Jr.'s mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, yeah, yeah, dude. How about Jericho putting everybody over too? Yeah, I mean Jericho is completely behind this product. You can tell, like one hundred, like fifty percent. He's behind this, and he doesn't care if he's on commentary and he's in technically a feud with the elite. And he's just he's going to put these guys over. Yeah, yeah, that was that was something. Yeah, I really like it, man. And um, my wife again, though you know she doesn't really watch wrestling at all, but we were watching. Um, I had Dynamite on, you know, on the TV, and, and I told her, I'm like, so what, it's when they moved to that new facility, like where they're at now, or it's I think it's just like a warehouse. And they have everything draped off. They have a few people at ringside. And then they have the entrance real close to the ring. And you can tell it's a little bit of a smaller ring, too. But that's fine. Then, and, you know, I mentioned to her. And she's like, oh, yeah, that is pretty smart how they did that. You know, it's still, it's hiding the negatives and highlighting the positives. Your, your focus is on the ring. You're not worried about the crowd. You're not worried about pyro or anything like that. And it's an overall good product. And then on top of that, you have good commentary because you have, you know, you got Shivani in there and then you got rotating different people in like Cody, Kenny, Coke, Cole Cabana. Um, you know, I think Britt Baker was on there one time. So um, it's it's a lot of good stuff. I like the, the TNT Championship Tournament we've got, we've got going on. Uh, Britt Baker broke her face last week. <laughs> and now, oh she, has, now she has a T-shirt. <laughs> Yeah, she's got a T-shirt now. Adam Cole tweeted her and put her on Instagram and stuff. And was like, my happy little demon. And I'm like, I was like, <laughs> oh my god, dude. I'm like, she did Shayna Baszler better than Shayna Baszler did herself. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, man. But it's it's cool. And you know the other thing too. And I know WWE they started doing this too a little bit. But uh, the EW was bringing in a lot of local talent and getting them some work too. And, uh, you know, of course, you know, a lot of them are getting squashed, but you know, they're, they're getting paydays and they're, they're being able to, uh, to get on TV a little bit, get some exposure and, and you're, they're doing a smart way of kind of rotating their roster around. And, uh, cause they don't, they were doing this before even the pandemic came in is that they didn't really always have the same people on every week. Like, you know, you didn't have Moxley on every week, you know, like, okay, yeah, we're going to check in with the AW champion, they do a little vignette. Yeah, he's going to be here next week, you know? So you didn't have to have the same people on every single week. Seeing the, Like in WWE, we were seeing Rollins and uh, AOP taking on uh, the Viking Raiders and freaking Kevin Owens like weeks in a, over, over and over again, you know? Right, exactly. You know, we were... Kind of, transitioning back just to WWE real quick and... 
Um, I am liking how they're doing it now with because they are using like some NXT guys. You saw Oni Lorcan was on um, last night. He's been on for a couple weeks. You've seen um, Austin Theory. Obviously, he's he's been brought up to the main roster. Yeah, and then you're also seeing like you know you saw Shane Thorne and I can't remember the partner that he was using. They've been on a little bit here and there. It's it's kind of been cool to see that. But yeah, AEW has definitely been killing it with in, with the enhancement talent, like you were saying. But the one thing that keeping back on AEW, the one thing that I'm really not a huge fan of right now is Lance Archer. His oh no, gimmick is just is way too over the top, and it's like it's cool that he doesn't talk. Because it's like you got Jake Roberts and stuff that talks for him. I'm just not a fan of his gimmick. Like I just think like the hyper, like he's basically like the biggest hype of the hype bros that you could possibly get. <laughs> See, he's like you know what he reminds me of. Uh, at least the gimmick as uh, uh, he's Zeus from No Holds Barred. Oh my god! Yeah, you're right. <laughs> he's White Zeus. He's White Zeus, yeah. You know, the but dude needs to lay off. He needs to smoke something to calm his ass down because <laughs> poor uh, freaking what was it, Marco? Oh, he killed he him. Was, yeah, he threw Marco, him in the crowd. Yeah, he like what does he do? He just like throws him into like the third row. Like you got fucking MJF and Sean Spears out there playing poker and like betting on everything, and then they just get like tossed like to the side of them. I know, yeah, that was that was intense. That was that was pretty that was pretty nuts. I'm really excited to see where this uh, this TNT Championship tournament goes. I hope it's a pretty awesome belt. Basically, it's your TV championship, which is uh, it's cool that they're going to have a, a mid card title. And uh, well, I really I haven't seen any leaks about it yet. What's that? I haven't seen any leaks on the design yet. No, they they kept it. You know, with all their belts, they pretty much kept it real hush hush for each one when they revealed them. And uh, I think this they'll do pretty. I mean, right now there's not really much they're they're going to be doing because a lot of the stuff's already pre taped and everything, so it's in the can. Um, the only other thing that I am excited about, and we didn't touch on this, and uh, uh, is the fact that the revival got their release this week. And uh, there's yeah. no ninety. Yeah, and they've already changed their names and everything. Yeah, and would you? I think you're the one that told me uh, no compete clause, no ninety day compete clause. That yes, that is true. Uh, they threw that out there. No ninety day. They officially changed their name. I think to uh, FTR. Love it for for follow the rules. Uh, you've probably seen in my roster if you paid close enough attention. I've already changed their name to FTR and kept them together. Yeah, and they, I think they uh they 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 got the uh, copyrights to their new ring names. I know Dash Wilder's called Cash Wheeler and I can't remember what Scott yes. Dawson changed his name to, but it's already I'm switched actually, over. I'm actually googling it right now. I want to say it's like Max something. It's 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 different. It's not like Cash Wheeler sounds like like Dash Wilder, so I'm like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." And that's that's kind of a cool cool wrestling name, I guess. But uh, I really want to see them come in there, and I want Cody to turn heel, and I want them to join up with Cody and Arn, and I want, like, an old-school stable, you know? Oh, that'd be cool. The Scott Dawson that I Googled on Twitter is not the right guy. Oh. 
Um, yeah, that would be awesome. I could, I could see that, or I can also possibly see um, them joining up, kind of do it almost like a Texas version because they're kind of like that type of per, like that type of persona. Yeah, I can see like Arn turning on Cody and then teaming with them, and then also. Um, taking out Hangman and uh, Kenny Omega. And yeah, dude. Hangman, Hangman turning on Omega and then teaming up with them. Do you know? I was just thinking about when you said that. Like, what if this whole thing with Lance Archer is a Cody heel turn? Because you know, this, this whole thing is like they're calling Cody out. Cody's like, "You're not going to get a match. You know, you're not proven yet." What if this whole thing is that Lance Archer and Cody are together? You know. Because they haven't like they haven't like touched or anything. They haven't like on the any physical contact, and it could be like you know Cody with the revival or FTR. They beat the shit out of, out of fucking Arn, and they have Jake Roberts as their mouthpiece, and then freaking Lance Archer's the heavy of that group. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be a good way to good swerve. That'd be a good way to, that'd be a good way to do it and kind of. Um, have that group because I don't know what happened to um, Wardlow. I think because oh, he's yeah. no longer MJF or even around, is he? I think he's off TV. You know, they've given these guys options to not, you know, not be there for tapings. And he did like I think he wrestled on Dark maybe last week or the week before. So he's oh, still wrestling. I think he's technically with with MJF still, but like that. That whole storyline is kind of come and gone now that you got, you know, he beat Cody and then now you have Lance Archer coming in there and trying to challenge him for stuff. So there's that. And um, I think they kind of had to really pull an audible on a lot of their stuff anyways. So whatever they they pre-taped, they pre-taped for a reason. And I'm just hoping that we still get uh, double or nothing. You know whether it's at the MGM Grand or somewhere else. Even if they put it in that uh, that stadium, the you know the uh, the Jaguars practice stadium where they were filming a uh, filming a dynamite at, you know. Yeah, that'd be cool. That and uh, the blood and guts match. I want to see that too. Yeah, I kind of like. I'm kind of almost wish that they just do that as like one whole group. Yeah, like put blood and guts also in with double or nothing. Just have you know whatever. Moxley defends it, whether it's against Hager or somebody else, and then or no, because Hager is going to be in the blood and guts match, isn't he? Yeah, I think they're doing um him and Hager tomorrow. They're doing it. Uh, oh, you're right. The empty arena. Yeah, Tony Khan came out and said he's uh, he's like uh he talked he talked the match up. He said it's going to be the best empty arena match you've ever seen. Yeah, you are right. I am. So uh, I mean, yeah, I'm pretty pretty pumped about that. But uh, yeah, man, AEW's putting out some good stuff. Yeah, WWE, you know, they're starting to get back to the live. You know, at least there was wrestling on last night, and we didn't have to worry about watching a match from five years ago. So there's uh, that's that's a step in the right direction. And I'm not gonna get in the politics of everything. I know some people are kind of against, you know, the the live tapings and all that. But you know what? It's 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 some. Um, I'm not a huge fan of it, you know. I think they could have taken away at least a couple break, you know, a couple weeks, yeah, or so to get like you know past this completely. But I understand it, you know. Everybody's out to make money, and he probably and Vince obviously wants these guys, 
you know, to get paid because obviously if you don't work, you don't get paid. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, I can definitely see it and I applaud them for basically risking their lives for our own entertainment. Yeah, man. Yeah. I can't, I can't, uh, say enough good things about that, but, uh, yeah, man, I, I, at the end of the day, you know, we got wrestling, <laughs> we got, uh, you know, we got, uh, we got Netflix, we got Hulu, we got a lot of stuff to keep us, keep us busy. Got video games, you know, whether they suck or not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 that's really all I have. Do you have anything else you want to throw down for the show? No, I think that's pretty much about it. I don't really have much else to go on. Um, I think we kind of touched base on everything that we were basically seeing products and games and stuff and kind of our own lives and everything like that. So yeah, I think we're good. Yeah. There was no script this week. It's, there was, there was nothing, uh, nothing going on. This is really just a quick thing. You know, I text Jay last night and I'm like, Hey man, you want to do the podcast? You know, and it's a new kind of a new podcast and you know, I, I'm glad I can hear your voice and, uh, have you on here and, uh, We'll have to have some more people on here. We'll have to do this more often for sure. Yeah, absolutely. This was this is a good time, like you said, able to hear each other, you know, voices and stuff like that. And I have to be on that big boy corporate bullshit ladder. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, hey guys, uh, definitely if you want to check out the show. We are on uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google, pretty much everywhere you can find your. Uh, favorite podcasts i know today was pro wrestling heavy i'm gonna be talking about a lot of other stuff you want to hit me up at the ryan retro on twitter and i'll let me know what you want to hear and uh i'll talk talk about anything except politics and religion because i'm not smart enough to talk about that stuff (laughs) all right well for uh motherfucker jay (laughs) Motherfucker Jay, I'm out. Motherfucker Jay is out. And guys, remember, as bad as it is and as good as it is, it's always a good day for a good day. Thanks so much for listening. Out, bitches.